This is your video cast for Wednesday, May 26th. And as I sat down to sketch this week's video cast out, this pre-Memorial Day weekend video cast, I found that something was happening over and over again. 13 times in my career I have done this particular show, this, you know, heading into the Show Me 100 right before Memorial Day, pre-Memorial Day weekend show. And I would guess that many of those times I have written some of the exact same words. And Suave, my co-host Derek Kessinger, he has a tendency to make fun of me a little bit. Never. It, yes, uh, frequently. And more importantly, do impressions of me, of what he thinks I will say. And I was sketching these words out. I'm like, oh, no. I'm kind of saying the same things that I say every year. So the entire staff does this to me also. They think they always know what I'm going to say. Turn or Derek or Todd or Kovac. They'll kind of make fun of me a little bit about what they think I'm going to say. So, Derek, I'm going to give you the opportunity right now. You, you've done this show with me before, right before the show me and right before, before the Memorial Day weekend. Go ahead and do an impression of me of what you think my intro for this show would normally be. And then we'll play some tape of what I've done in the past. Go ahead. Uh, Memorial Day weekend <laughs> is the kickoff to summer. Like this place is like show me 100 always has a special place in my heart. It's <laughs> one of my favorite weekends. Like or, Suave, you have no idea what this means to me. Something like that. That's that's pretty that's that's pretty good. That's pretty close. Uh, by the way, how do you like Derek and I's retro bloomer shirts that were all time winner? This thing, show me one hundred. This thing is from uh, literally the early nineties. It smells like it's been in a closet since the early nineties. Also, and it came out of the closet. I do. It did come out. I love it. It looks fantastic. It's a little bluish on camera, but I love I it. I like it. Derek, that was pretty good. Now, DMAC has put together Dustin McCarty, who's, who's switching for us today, a compilation of what I have said on Late Model Live and video cast in the past. Let's see how Derek did. Uh, DMAC rolled that tape. I think a lot of you get what I'm saying in the open, though. While early in the spring, only bits and pieces of the country have racetracks open by Memorial Day, everybody's open. Everybody. And if you play your cards right as a race fan on this week or this weekend, you can see four or five races, which to me sort of makes Memorial Day weekend the official kickoff to the 2016 or any season for that matter. And I come back to what is always considered one of the big three weekends in our sport. There is Labor Day, there is July 4th, and there is this one coming up, Memorial Day. And what makes Memorial Day weekend so special for me is that it is the kickoff. It is, in essence, the opening ceremonies for the summer season. <laughs> for me personally, impossible to not associate Memorial Day with the Show Me 100. That this is the week when the major event season gets underway in late model <laughs> racing. Everything up to this point, it's been nice. It's been nice. Don't get me wrong. But when we get to Memorial Day weekend, one of the big three weekends in our sport, Memorial Day, July 4th, <laughs> and Labor Day, you know things are about to get serious. Turn, this is what I think of. When we get to Memorial Day weekend, this is what I think of. It's a movie scene. Oh, what a scene. <laughs> Days and confused. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, by the way, that scene from Dazed and Confused, who's just ripping their notebooks up as they walk <laughs> out of school? I think that was You're done with much. high school? So the point is, Derek, that as I sat down to type out this video cast, you nailed it exactly. Ooh. I've done it a hundred times in the past, but you, you try to avoid doing that as a sports writer, but it happens. It's Memorial Day weekend, and it certainly makes me feel the same way every year. I am Michael Rigsby, and this is your pre-Memorial Day weekend video cast. And you know what? Suave, I, I'm not going to make any apologies. Like I said, this is the great awakening of our sport. It's it's America's great motor sports weekend. And this entire country, all of it, north, south, east, and west, it's finally warm enough everywhere. And everybody starts caring about motorsports. You know, normally, Derek, on Thursday, but this last night, we actually kicked off Memorial Day weekend on a Tuesday night at Tri-City. We're fresh off that Castrol Flow Racing Night in America last night, Derek. It's, it's just... This is the weekend, sort of like you know, nobody cares about college basketball till early February. This is the weekend where people across the country start caring about racing. Uh, buckle up, boys and girls. Memorial Day weekend, as Riggsy would say, kicks off the summer. And then from now until Labor Day, it's going to be a whirlwind. I mean, races galore. Multiple series are going to be running. we got Summer Nationals, Lucas, Crown Jewels, World of Outlaws. I don't know how people and drivers can take it all in, but this is always the weekend where everybody's like, uh-oh, the bubble's going to be burst for this guy. <laughs> this guy's starting to get hot, and Joshua Joyner, he'll, he'll probably mention something something in his interview saying what guys are going to start getting hot, and Memorial Day weekend is always where, you, where eyes always start to uh, turn on them because it's the start of Crown Jewel season, and then we have the Dream coming up shortly. Tuesday certainly is not a weekend night, but we did kick off, uh, as I mentioned a minute ago, we did kick off this Memorial Day extravaganza last night as Bobby Pierce won the Flow Racing Night in America event at Tri-City Speedway. We'll touch on that a little bit more later. Uh, but I want to lay it out for the fans. This coming weekend is a friggin' smorgasbord of racing. It's a plethora. It's a buffet. Todd Turner has cooked up DMAC. The weekend slate, the weekend schedule, if you will, of course, it all starts with the Show Me 100 right here. We'll have Dan Robinson on later to discuss it even more. The three-day Show Me with the Cowboy Classic on Thursday, the tribute to Donna Billy Gibson on Friday, and the $30,000 to win Show Me 100, the 29th annual Show Me 100 this weekend, uh, which will be on Thursday. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Derek. Three big days in Wheatland. You're headed down tomorrow morning. Yeah, we haven't had a race there since 2019. Well, we had it last year, but it wasn't on Memorial Day. The non-traditional Day. So show Non-traditional. Right? wasn't yep. as big. Uh, Coco got us for Memorial Day last year, and then the year before that, that crazy tornado that hit the hit the grounds like about 48 hours before the event started and kind of caused some damage. So I'm excited to get back to Wheatland. It's always a uh, one of the best facilities, facilities, if not the best, the best. in the entire the country. Yes. It is a great time, and we're going to have a lot of heavy hitters there. World of Outlaws are off, so yep. we got some sh the Shepherds are going down there in company, so we'll have to wait and see, and maybe we'll see a few more guys show up and uh, have a great crown jewel to kick off the season. The Show Me is the headliner. We'll have plenty about it, but look at this slate of other races. you got Tri-City Motor Speedway in Michigan, Derek, Friday. We're going in chronological order here, 6,000. Live on flow. If you see the little red F, that means it's live on flow. The Jim Dunn Memorial. Devin Moran will not be at the show me. He'll be in his own backyard of Muskingum County racing for 10000 to win at the Jim Dunn Memorial. You think he got show-up money? Uh, well, he's only got to drive across the yard. So, yeah, no, I don't so, think okay. he gets show-up money for that. Merritt's got a 10000 to win race Saturday, Sunday. Fayette County, Derek, a Mars event on Saturday. And Dixie, the Spring Nationals, their traditional Memorial Day weekend event at Dixie on Saturday. And 
the guest we have on here soon, Kevin Kovac, always calls uh, Fayette County the crown jewel. No, the hidden gem. Uh, the hidden gem, the hidden yes, gem. the hidden the gem. Hidden so gem. we'll have him on later. We'll have to ask him and that. And things but, uh, carry into Sunday, of course. Cherokee, a 7,500 to win ultimate race. Eldora, the annual Johnny Appleseed Classic that on field Sunday. Will be good. Spoon River. Uh, boy, Spoon River been whispered, uh, but to have some more bigger races here coming up this year, too. We'll see what happens with that. Sunday, a 5,000 to win Mars race. Rome, the second Spring Nationals race. And, of course, on Monday, Derek, on Memorial Day itself, live on flow, 411 Motor Speedway, the Scott Sexton Memorial, the Ironman and Spring Nationals combined race. All of these races, not only many of them are on flow, they're live on other networks as well. It is a... I mean, I think more races this weekend than because July Fourth never falls isn't always on a weekend, so that's kind of out. It's this is the busiest race weekend of the year. I think, yeah, for sure. I just think this weekend, like you said, just kicks off the season. Really, I know we maybe that's a little bit of preseason. I know like bigger races are becoming more before the Show Me One Hundred, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see all these drivers what tracks are gonna go to after the Show Me One Hundred because you still got two more days of racing yeah. and uh. I know a lot of these fans watching at home will be at the races, but if you can't, you're going to maybe skip a day, sit back in the pool, enjoy a bush latte, and watch some races on flow. So we got a great time coming here we this have, weekend. We will have Lucas Oil Speedway General Manager Dan Robinson on the show coming up. Like we said, the first traditional show me on Memorial Day weekend since 2018. We'll talk to Dan about that. But first, I wanted to break down this weekend slate with a few experts, guys that will spend virtually their entire weekend combing over results and have their hands really in the mud when it comes to Thursday through Monday and everything that's going on in the Dirt Late Model universe. Joining Derek and I now are not only the host, Derek, of the weekly Dirt Reporters podcast, Joshua Joyner, but the author of Inside Dirt Late Model Racing and one of the best Sports motor, sports motor, motor sports journalist in the country, Kevin Kovac. Kevin and Joshua join us now. Uh, I wanted to start, Kevin, with you first. I think, in my opinion, Kovac, this will arguably be the biggest Memorial Day weekend in racing ever. That's a big statement. I know that. But you don't, you know, you think about the pandemic year last year didn't allow it to be what it normally was. So I think this year, with the weather turning nice, everyone's wide open again for motorsports. I think this thing is about to be busting at the seams all over America. Don't you agree, Kevin? Yeah, I would imagine so. Everybody should be uh, ready and ready and willing to go out to the racetrack this weekend. And you think back to last year uh, with that Memorial Day weekend. I mean, there was a big, uh, there was a few racetracks. I remember. I, I'm pretty sure that in the Memorial Day weekend was a race down at Needmore in Georgia which was like, I mean, people were like hanging off the catch fence, I think, at that place. That night. <laughs> that was like the first, one of the first races that had fans back, I think. Uh, but there were some others, you know, like I remember the, out, the Lucas Oil Series was down, you know, at, uh, at Golden Isles in, in East Bay around that time. And the Outlaws were running out in the Midwest with no fans. So uh, here we are back with the show me. It feels, it feels right. Now it feels like we're back to like a real uh, Memorial Day weekend where, uh, we have the uh, the Show Me 100 as like the anchor of everything, and then there's like some other big five uh, five figure races, and then plenty of races of other of, uh, of weekly shows too. Everything's open and and running, and 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 it seems like this is the point. It's almost we're, we've reached a point here now also where I mean like look like basketball game, the NBA, uh, the fans are in the stands and they're just talking about the NFL having fans in the stands. Uh, uh, pretty much almost every stadium, I think, is allowed to go full uh, in the fall. So we've reached a point now where where things are opening up, and, and I think that's going to 
you know, I mean, racing was open for a lot of the year last year, but not Memorial Day weekend. So this holiday should be a big one for us. I'll actually, I actually mentioned that I was at that race at Needmore last year on Memorial Day weekend, and it was it was packed. I've never seen uh, so many people. I've been to that track a few times, and so many people. There was a huge crowd for that track. But, yeah, like Kevin said, just uh, kind of seems like to be getting somewhat back to normal, but in a big way uh, for Memorial Day weekend. At the same time, it does make you wonder if, you know, with all the talk of tire shortages, part shortages that, you know, could maybe, you know, rumors of happening in the future, if that might might hold some guys up from going and racing. Uh, that would otherwise maybe hit two or three shows. Maybe they only do one or, or you know, save their stuff for bigger uh, bigger money races later in the summer. Uh, I do wonder about that. But as far as from a, a fan standpoint, I think it's, uh, it's a great weekend to go out and really uh, get back to the track and, and see some great racing, hopefully. Joshua, Dirt Late Model fans are about to flock uh, to the DOD schedule page, right? I've already gotten texts from drivers. Hey, you're missing this. This, you know, is this right? You know, et cetera, et cetera. The drivers, the fans, they're all going to be looking at the schedule page this weekend. Uh, pretend you're a fan for a second, which in some sense you are. Uh, what are you look licking your chops at, uh, Joshua, when you look at the schedule this weekend? What are you licking your chops about? Well, obviously, the show me is the big draw, but uh, there's plenty, plenty other, uh, like as you mentioned, plenty of other races elsewhere and regional stuff uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, personally, I'm interested in the 10,000 to win Crate Race in USA uh, race at Alltech, uh, not only because it's a kind of a local track for me, but my brother Joseph will be racing there. So I'm going to have my own, that eye on what's going on there uh, while I'm out covering the show me. But, you know, as a fan, I'm also interested in the uh, the triple header at Dixie, R- Rome, and 411 that wraps up the uh, Schaefer Spring Nationals. You know, the Spring National races uh, always draw an interesting mix of drivers and usually produce good shows. I think Dell McDowell is in pretty good shape there as far as the points go but i think donald mcintosh isn't too far behind him and with three races that could shake up the uh the points chase there uh, as, it, as it wraps up the uh, ray cook spring tour uh it's also good to see racing uh, kind of back at dixie and rome between the pandemic last year and you know unfortunate rainouts later in the year we really haven't seen a whole lot of racing at those two tracks at least not big races over the past year and a half or so so definitely uh, be interesting to see those two tracks back with uh, some big events yeah, for for me, that Show Me 100 weekend obviously looms over everything. Uh, it, it's the race that you think of when you uh, when you head into the Memorial Day weekend, and and again, it's great to have that back. And, uh, and Joshua will be covering it there. So Derek, you know, you have Joshua with you this weekend. I'll, I'll be thinking of you guys. I haven't, you know, I, I won't be I won't be going to the little lakeside restaurant there with you guys this, with you, Derek. But Big Joshua will fill my place. <laughs> uh, but I also want another. There's several other 20, uh, 10 grand to win races this year. This this weekend in Muskegon County and. You know, four eleven on Monday, and one I, I also have my eye on there is is Merritt Speedway up in Michigan. They they've had some nice uh, races up there at uh at that Merritt track. I mean, I, I've it's way up there in northern Michigan. It's it's not exactly when you cross the border of Ohio. You got you got to go to a pretty good ride up there to uh, to get to Merritt. But they I, I've seen some outlaw races. I, I, one of you know one of the best finishes I've ever seen probably was like a three wide finish of an outlaw race. Uh, uh, one one year up there, and, and so I I always enjoyed Merritt. It's kind of gives you it's a good feeling up there too. It's kind of like up in the northern woods almost of a uh, uh, resort area almost. You'd think about like uh, of uh, of Michigan. So uh, I think they'll have a good field. Uh, they should have a good crowd up there, I'm sure. And, uh, and and I'll be keeping an eye on what's happening at Merritt. Give me some of those other Memorial Day musings, Kevin. Uh, you know, you're going to be back in the show later with your notes, Kevin Kovac Memorial notes, but. What- other notes and nuggets do you got for Memorial Day for us? 
There's some uh, show me 100 uh, uh, related stuff. And th- this is a, you, you can even read about this. Joshua just uh, did a story on him uh, on this driver today. It's on, it's on the website. It's uh, Peyton Looney's returning to action for the first time since he won last July. Show me 100, uh, which is, is kind of crazy. Yeah, that is about it. We're like, man, <laughs> I mean, the guy who won a crown jewel race has not run an event this year. Uh, so he, he took another job, and, and I just was reading uh, Joshua's story, and, and you, yeah, everybody should go check that out and see why Peyton Looney is, uh, is finally getting back into the mix. And, and another guy back at the show me this year is, is Scott Bloomquist. Uh, he, he had his year, 26 straight years of racing in the show me 100. His perfect attendance was uh, ended last year because the race ran in July, and he was off running with the World of Outlaws that weekend. And so uh, he'll be back for the first time since he actually won in 2018. And that was his uh, sixth career show me win, but it was his first win at Wheatland. And, uh, and another note about Bloomquist, he, he hasn't run anywhere since Bristol's outlaw races, the beginning of April, that's a month and a half off. Uh, I mean, he was at the races this past weekend uh, at Port Royal, kind of crew chiefing for, uh, for, for Kyle Strickler, but he hasn't raced at all. So, he should be, uh, you know, geared up to go. And if, if his uh, his equipment isn't ready to go, then he'll never be ready, I guess, you know, if you, if you think about it that way. And, and and one other thing to look for at the show me this weekend, it's going to be interesting. You're, you're going to see uh, World of Outlaw technical director Kenny Canada there with working alongside of uh, the Lucas Oil Series uh, technical director Steve Francis. Uh, it's uh, the second time they've gotten together. They've uh, – uh, Steve Francis went to the Richmond Kentucky race with uh, went to work alongside Kenny um, back in uh, you know at uh, the end of April, and this is started something a little. They're they're working together on the rules with Lucas Oil and the World of Outlaws. They want to get their rule packages pretty close so that that we won't be like, hey, I can do this at this series and I can do this with this series, you know. So uh, it's good to see them working together, but it'll be different seeing the World of Outlaws uh, uh, tech guy with the. Lucas Oil tech guy and also Casey Schumann, the World of Outlaws director, uh, he said he'll probably be stopping in one day at uh, at least one day at the show me also. So that's that'll be pretty interesting to keep an eye on. I appreciate uh, Kevin giving me a, a shout out or a plug there for my uh, story <laughs> on the site today on Looney, but but it is an interesting story. A guy a guy that you you know felt like was going to kind of you know, had a chance to got a breakout year last year, maybe take off this year. And then you kind of just wonder where he is, of course, cutting back with some, uh, you know, re kind of prioritizing his, his situation, in his life, but it'll be good to see him back at the races uh, this weekend. I'll, uh, I'll add a few, as far as notes, I'll add a few non show me 100 things. Uh, one thing that stands out to me is, you know, Devin Moran, uh, officially off the Lucas old tour. Um, of course, he never really committed hundred percent to the series. So that's not a big surprise. But the way he ran earlier in the season and a few big wins, you did kind of wonder if he might stick with it. Uh, and what that means is, you know, you, a guy like him, it kind of adds some interest to other events. Like this weekend, him going to Muskegon County, and I believe Eldora is on his schedule uh, this weekend. So that's a, you know, a couple. That's a another name, another uh, interesting uh, entry for those races. And I look at another guy like Tanner English, kind of the same way. Both both those guys, if they were still on the Lucas Oil Tour, you know, they'd be out there at the show me, but with them dropping off and, and, and choosing a more pick-and-choose schedule uh, makes it interesting to see where they go. I believe, believe English plans on running the Mars Series, and that makes me wonder, uh, looking ahead to the summer, uh, I know Devin Moran has some of the summer nationals uh, races on his schedule. I, I don't, you know, foresee him actually, you know, if he runs the whole thing by any means like that, but just the fact that he plans on running some of those now that he's not 
on the Lucas Oil Tour. Of course, the English plans on running some as well. It definitely kind of beefs, beefs up that uh, that series list there and makes it more interesting. Uh, also, this past week, you saw a couple of guys get their first wins of the season. Mike Marler uh, at Farley with the Lucas Oil Series and Ashton Winger at Sonoya with the Southern All-Stars. Of course, Marler, uh, you know, just made the switch to capital uh, and, you know, getting getting his program uh, going and it survived a, a uh, interesting race there and uh, good to see him uh, back in victory lane. And then the one thing I want to say about Ashton Winger is, you know, he's a guy that, you know, after going on the Outlaws tour, uh, running national tour last year, which had a pretty successful year, you expect when he cut it back, uh, cut back to a more regional schedule, I kind of expect him to go back to at least to the level he was in 2019, where he won a bunch of races, especially some big races late in the year, but he's kind of struggled this year and hasn't, that's his first win of the year. And you could tell, uh, watching his victory lane celebration interview that it, uh, he was glad to finally get that one out of the way um, after some, you know, a little bit of struggles, but also some bad luck. It'd be interesting to see both of those guys, Marler and Winger, if they can carry that into the summer. And then one thing I wanted to add, the uh, there's going to be a 50,000 to win crate race, uh, unsanctioned as of now at Chatham uh, Speedway in Louisiana in September. That was recently confirmed. Uh, so, uh, and the, the thing about that is on the same weekend as the uh, Knoxville Nationals, and uh, the 50, unsanctioned 50,000 to win show in, at uh, the dirt track Texas Motor Speedway. So it's a chance for some crate guys, uh, you would think. I'm sure there'll be some super guys dip down and, and run that. But uh, for the most part, should see a, a, a true crate late model racer uh, have some uh, chance at some big money at that race in September. Hi, guys. Huge fan of your podcast. It's Eric here. <laughs> um, I'll let Kovac go first. But there's a zillion races this weekend. If you're to tell an average fan some tips and pointers to get the notes, to get the information, to ingest it all, what races to go to, how do you tell an average fan this weekend just some tips and pointers for Memorial Day weekend? Uh, well, you, you, you just there's you pick what you want to pick to go to this weekend. Uh, you, you, you just look out your schedule and look at the sky. I mean, it's, a lot of it depends on how far you want to drive. Uh, if you're like very adventurous and you like to get out there and, and head out on the road and, and make overnight drives, then man, you could really get some races. I mean, I, I, if, if I was like super adventurous, man, I would go, I'd go to the show me 100 on Saturday and then just hit in the car and just drive East and go to the Indy 500 on Sunday in the afternoon and then go over to Eldora on Sunday night and, and uh, catch the Johnny Appleseed classic there. Uh, uh, at, at the Big E, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that, I, I would really go all out, but I don't know if I can handle that anymore. That's a lot of driving, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> not, not in these days, but it, uh, I'd probably stay more within maybe a hundred mile radius uh, and try to knock off as many races as I, as I could in, in that area. Joshua, I wanted to ask you this. What is something you think we will or expect to maybe learn on Memorial Day weekend when it's over? What do you think we might sit back and say, okay, now we've learned this. This is now something we know that Memorial Day weekend is over. Do you have an idea, Joshua, what that might be? Well, I think Derek kind of ha uh, has me uh, pinned there because he kind of said I would say this. But I think we're going to learn who's hot going into the summer. Uh, I think we'll, we'll learn who has momentum. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, obviously Davenport's been good. Uh, all, all year or most of the year he's been the most consistent and is having a great year but you look at guys like Overton Pierce Moran mentioned him uh, Madden now but you look at some guys that have had had kind of I don't say up and down years but they've had you know been average some of the time and then really good other times and then a, a big win on Memorial Day specifically at the show me for those guys going out there could be a great way to establish some momentum for the summer obviously looking ahead to those those big races I think that'll be uh, what I take away from it is you know whoever comes out of the the Memorial Day weekend looking really good, whether, you know, 
prelim night win and a good run at the show me or winning the show me, uh, expect them to then carry that over into the summer with some good runs. Kovac, what about you? Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of uh, looking at the Eldora Speedway, uh, Johnny Appleseed Classic on Sunday, uh, which is the second late model race they've had. They had one a few weeks ago um, that Hudson O'Neill won, and, and we'll see who, who might just show up there. I mean, this is a – there's a quarter million dollars, more than a quarter million dollars available for a driver to win uh, coming up at the dream. And, and just, it starts two weeks from today. It's uh, uh, amazing. We'll be back there. We can going crazy at Eldora again, but um, uh, who, who's, can someone maybe pop in at Eldora? I mean, people want to be ready for the dream. Uh, I, I'd even Mark Richards had even mentioned possibly, Hey, maybe we'd even just go there. Uh, and, and with, with the Rocket House car and, and just, just to get some laps, just to uh, see how we're doing, how, how we can get accustomed to that racetrack to be ready, you know, a little more uh, uh, set for the for the dream. And, and, and maybe if, if you get some, you know, De- Devin Moran will probably be one that would go and, uh, to, the, to the dream, to the um, Johnny Appleseed Classic to get ready for the dream. And, and, and we'll, we'll get a glimpse, I think, of who's going to be the guys, some guys that could bear watching. Uh, when we get to that big money race at, at, at Eldora in a few weeks. I want to have the final Memorial Day weekend thought from each one of you. I'm going to start with you, Kevin, first. Final thought on Memorial Day weekend, and Joshua, you follow up. Uh, well, at the Show Me 100, it's uh, can Tim McCready add that big race, that crown jewel, to his already impressive list? Uh, I mean, he's won just about all the crown jewels you can have now. I mean, Show Me the Dream and the Dirt Track World Championship, I, I look at, are about the only ones that he's yet to put on his resume. Uh, he, he's run the, the – he's, he's actually a guy who ran the show me three times at, the, at West Plains. So I don't know how many guys actually – there's not a, a huge number that have still uh, can say they ran multiple races back at, the, at West Plains when it was held there. And his highest finish is a third in 2017 at Wheatland. Uh, so I, I think that uh, he's going to be ready. He didn't, he didn't race this past weekend. Um, uh, other than uh, Farley, he didn't go. He, he, he's really focusing on some big races coming up, I think. And and you're going to see. Uh, I have a. I, mean, I, I might even pick him as my winner of the Show Me 100 oh this weekend. Oh. Oh, all right, making picks. Huh? I, I'll say <laughs> I'll add something to watch at the Show Me. I'm not making a pick, but one thing I'm watching is uh, is Jimmy Owens, and obviously he's run well there in the past, and and had a great year last year. Um, and, but this year he's kind of struggled. He has had the one regional win uh, close to home there. But, uh, you know, can he go out to the show me and, and uh, to kind of turn his season around and get, get things rolling going into the summer, winning the show me uh, would be a, a big way to do that. So definitely going to have uh, my eye on him to see if he, he can get some good runs in and uh, maybe even sneak in a, a win out there. Guys, I appreciate it so I got, much. I got one oh, more you thing. got a thought. Quick, go quick ahead. Thought. All right, uh, Kevin and Joshua, like you said, Bloomquist, it's been kind of quiet, hasn't raced in a month and a half. Is that bad for the competition, or is he just a little bit over, you know, over the hill a little bit? Because sometimes <laughs> in the past, this would be a bad thing for the competition. Well, I, I don't know if it would really be. He, he really would go a month and a half without racing. I mean, that would be a, a strange thing indeed for him. Uh, so, um, I, I don't know. He, he wasn't running. He had some decent runs. Early in the year, uh, uh, he didn't run. He had some problems, though. It wasn't a very uh, smooth weekend for him the last time out at, uh, at Bristol, so he probably needed some regrouping time to, to get things in order. And I, I know they're building a new car for the Dream, too. I mean, Cody Summer didn't go to Port Royal with Bloomquist uh, to help out Strickler this weekend uh, to try to stay back there and do that. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe he will, but 
I'm not guaranteeing that. I'm not, I'm not going that far to, to say that's just the bad news. I think he's going to have to prove it now uh, before we, uh, we get to, to, uh, to dive in there too much and say that he's going to be the guy to win that race. Yeah, I'm with Kevin on that one. I think, uh, you know, he's going to have to prove it and, uh, you know, kind of show that he's back before we say he's back. And I, I think the competition, the guys you're talking about maybe being worried about would uh, probably feel the same way. But it'd be interesting to watch and see what happens. There you go, Derek. Does that answer suffice for you or no? Well, that was awesome. I mean, Scott Bloomquist. I was wearing the shirts. Our Bloomer just, shirts, yes. And it's just getting healthy. It's <laughs> one of these crazy scenario storylines that we could possibly see happen in Kovac. Wouldn't be there, so it'd be Joshua carrying the load. Well, it, well, and Joshua's <laughs> already carrying the load as the host of the Dirt Reporters yeah, podcast, true. which you can listen to every Wednesday morning on DirtOnDirt.com. It's it's really some of the best Dirt Late Model content on the planet. And, of course, read Kevin's column, Inside Dirt Late Model Racing, every week as well. Guys, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Good luck wherever you're headed this weekend. Good luck, okay, guys? Okay, see ya. Uh, We'll have Kevin back later in the show for his notes section as well. We're going to step away quickly. Dan Robinson on the other side of the break as we talk Show Me 100 returning to its traditional weekend of Memorial Day. We'll have Dan coming up after a short set of commercial breaks. got to do more than just win you got to get them out of their seats you got to give them the slide job cushion pounding no holds barred racing they paid to see this is dirt track that means pushing it to the edge and laying it all on the line yeah you might wreck we'll help you get back out there so they can watch you try it again and again see dirt track is a sport of the people and only they decide if you're to be remembered. It's your job to take risks and make sure you're memorable. Pit Stop USA. Live like legends. A reminder again, there are not one, but two Dirt Late Model Dreams at Eldora starting two weeks from today and the largest collection of wealth outside the Eldora Million ever handed out in a Dirt Late Model event over a 96-hour period. Twin 10Ks on Wednesday, 127,000 to win Thursday. We do it all over again Friday. Twin 10Ks that day and 126,000 to win on Saturday. And a reminder, Eldora will be at full capacity for these double Dirt Late Model dreams. Twin dreams at Eldora. You can watch all that live on Flow Racing. About a month ago, meanwhile, we kicked off our wins draft here in the studio between (sighs) Dustin Derek Kessinger and myself, we each drafted three drivers who we thought cumulatively who would have the most wins at the end of the season. I will say things are tightening up a bit. Is that fair to say? What are you laughing at? Let's let's take a look at this. Our our wins banner so far this year. Here we go. Dustin McCarty, Overton, Tyler Erb, and Zach Dome have got him 17 wins. Derek Kessinger's got one from Bobby last night. Nice job. Bobby's got him four. JD with 12 your anchor, Dono with 18, and Michael Rigsby, 
as Brandon Shep- breaks and double digits. Finally breaks double digits with Sheppy, Max Blair, and Rusty Schlank at 10. But this thing, you listen, can Shepard get off the porch for me? Come on, <laughs> Sheppy. I mean, ah. I, I need Sheppy to get up around 8, 9, 10, and this is an easy victory for me, guys. This is an easy victory for me if Sheppy does what he's supposed to do. I mean, maybe. I, you never I, know. Pierce I, is going to know Summer Nationals. Just yeah. saying. That is true. You I should it. be tied, technically. Yeah, because Turbo, yeah. Turbo got DQ'd. We're going we're gonna to cover that later <laughs> in the show. Turbo already Turbo, – Turbo runs IMCA, and he's already suspended from IMCA after <laughs> one event. So uh, we'll keep tabs on the winner's draft all year long. You'll see that up on social – but I'd like to think that my guy is uh, this weekend are gonna. I think by the time the weekend's over, guys, I'm gonna be within. Well, JD sweeping, show me. You just said, didn't you just say somebody else was winning the show me? I, I think you said. Say, oh, I thought McCrow. That's Kovac pick yeah. McCree. Okay. Uh, one other note, I mentioned the Dirt Late Model Dream as well. Don't forget that uh, we have eight drivers registered for our Dream Contest, where we are paying. Uh, for all their pit passes, all their entry fees, and $1,500 worth of Hoosier tires, voting is open. You can vote every day until May 31st at right around midnight Eastern time. Flowracing.com slash dream. You can vote for one of those eight drivers to be p- that contest where they get to go to Eldora. In essence, all expenses paid. It's fuel, too, McCarty, I think. They yeah. get fuel as well. You can vote once per day, every day, until May 31st. Eight finalists. The videos were awesome that came in for those. We were really excited about that. Yeah, there's um, been pump. some good ones. And right now, breaking news, after I'm looking at the updates right now, yeah. Logan Roberson has finally taken the lead over Ryan Missler, 31% of the votes to 29.9%. So we're having a battle between those two, and then Jensen Ford's at 10%. So really becoming a two-horse battle. Let's ask DMAC. Who, DMAC, who would you vote for in the Dream Contest? I want to know if you've cast a vote and who you voted Kirk for. Kirkpatrick, I would. Oh, I think I would, I'd be an, kind of actually, an Austin I'd, Kirkpatrick yeah, guy, too, I think. Him and his own car, well, that would be kind of cool, cool there. But uh, I think Jensen Ford, I think he could uh, kind of compete with uh, some of these bigger guys. Like, he's a... He's a pretty good driver. I watch him a lot because of Spring Nationals All uh, right. producing that. So he's always been – he's always kind of in the mix down there. I liked um, the Austin Kirkpatrick angle with his own cars I love. But we do love Thug Nasty. We love oh, Logan. Yeah. We love Logan. So Baby if, face. If, if he gets in there, we will, we will certainly – he's watching this right now going, come on, guys. Come <laughs> on. I can't believe it. Uh, but keep an eye on that. Flowracing.com slash dream and get your votes in. Meanwhile, my first Show Me 100 was in 19 19- – 98 at West Plains Motor Speedway, a 16-year-old Michael Rigsby watched Freddie Smith and that Kristen Berry Farms double zero wrestle the lead away from Ray Cook on lap 32 and go on for the $32,000 victory. That was the first one I attended in person, but my love for the Memorial Day weekend special, it kicked off long before 1998. There was a a mysticism about the Show Me 100 that it's changed a little bit over the years, but by and large, it has lasted nearly three decades from its original home at West Plains and now on to the nicest dirt track in America, Lucas Oil Speedway. But this one is extra special this year. In 2019, you'll recall, a tornado wiped out the Show Me 100 the week of the event. Last year, the pandemic moved it to July. And while Peyton Looney's win was, was really cool, I, I think even our guest who's about to join us now would admit a July Show Me 100 does not have the same pop. So joining us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is the general manager of Lucas Oil Speedway, longtime friend of DirtOnDirt.com, Dan Robinson. Dan, I just want to ask you this first and foremost. Straight gun to your head question, and I'd like an honest answer here. 
How damn good does it feel to have this thing happening, the Show Me 100, when it's supposed to be happening on Memorial Day weekend? Well, it, it feels amazing, of course. And, <laughs> you know, looking at the forecast, we have a great day Friday and Saturday. And Thursday, I feel like it's going to be okay. There's a little threat of weather, but I feel like it's going to stay Springfield and salt. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We're wide open. The facility's clean and beautiful and green grass and the trees are growing. So it's just it's great to have that traditional Memorial Day weekend uh, date. I'd imagine that there was a bit of a void. You know, Wheatland's not exactly a big town, but I, I'd, um, I'd imagine there was a void last year, just locally, right, in the last two years. Yeah, again, I know they ran it in July, but I'd imagine people in and around Wheatland, Missouri, and the Ozarks were looking around on Memorial Day weekend going, man, this is weird. Two years in a row, there, there has a void there, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. We're in a very touristy area with the lakes and stuff that we have. So Memorial Day weekend, you know, it's the big summer kickoff weekend and the Speedway is a big part of those travel plans and uh, the local economy, you know, greatly benefits to kick off their summer with all the fans and racers in town eating at the restaurants and uh, doing the various activities that are there. So it definitely uh, hurts the community when we don't get this thing kicked off can you, uh, as we plan to on Memorial Day. Can you feel the buzz, Dan, locally already? Again, Wheatland, like I said, it's not exactly a booming metropolis, but when I drove my scooter around Wheatland a couple years ago all during the day, there's a buzz around that town. And can, can you start to feel it a little bit, campers and everything rolling in? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's almost sometimes not having stuff puts more focus on it eventually so you know after two years i almost think there's more focus on the show me than there might have been and we just ran it every year so I mean, it's an interesting phenomenon but you know you do see that a little bit do you have dan a favorite show me 100 memory and i don't want this to be a memory where you go you know what our concession stand line ran really well or the team performed well <laughs> more of just as a race fan yourself do you have a, a show me memory or moment that sticks out to you Absolutely. There's one that'll always stand out. I'm a homer for uh, our Missouri guys. I'm from Wisconsin, but I came to Missouri. And when I was at West Plains and Billy Moyer showed a puff of smoke and Terry Phillips passed him and went <laughs> on to win, Terry and I have been best friends or really good friends since since the early 90s when I worked for him and his dad. So that, that's my favorite moment. And that's a good one, by the way. I was at that race also, the TP victory. That's an awesome. He just put a retro photo of that on Facebook. It was great, Derek. Go ahead. Yeah, so when the Show Me 100 weekend's going on, Dan, and you just have thousands of people showing up, racing nonstop for three days, what's like your biggest point of emphasis when you're at the track getting ready for the Show Me during the event? What's our biggest emphasis? Yeah, like what's your biggest you? emphasis or what's yeah. your biggest concern? Or like what's, You personally. What, yeah, yeah, you personally. Like what are you always thinking about while the event's going on? Well, it, it's changed a little as my role has changed within Lucas Oil. So, you know, we have Danny Lorton on, on site as the general manager and Rick and Ernie and all our, our late mall series staff and Wayne. They're all taking care of the nuts and bolts stuff. So my focus is much more on the overall experience, the uh, the hospitality with our clients and our partners and um, we have a fairly dramatic uh, opening ceremony for Saturday night <laughs> that we're uh, doing with our live TV. So um, that is taking a lot. I'll be real relieved to see the green flag fly Saturday night. <laughs> Dan, I should have mentioned that too. Danny Lorton, of course. I, in my mind, Dan, you'll always be the general manager of Lucas Oil Speedway. <laughs> I, I, and I know you've been elevated your position. And uh, Danny Lorton, of course, is the GM of the racetrack. Now, what is exactly your title now? Because I know you've been elevated in the organization. 
I think it's uh, Vice President of Motorsports Operations. Okay. And, Derek, that's a very important-sounding title, too. I, I think I might time. give you that title, Derek. <laughs> yeah. Vice President of Motorsports Operations at Dirt on Dirt. Oh, Swab. I mean, I'll <laughs> take it. Basically, yeah. But, Dan, again, no disrespect. <laughs> I think yours is actually pretty similar, Michael, if I remember. I think it is actually similar uh, now at Flow Racing. But I, apo- <laughs> I apologize to Danny. And, again, Dan, to me, you, you could leave Lucas Oil, and 10 years from now I'll still call you for questions about the racetrack, even if you left. I'm just so <laughs> yeah. programmed. It's no problem, you know. Um, you know, this question I still oversee and I'm heavily involved in the day-to-day operation. So it's no problem. It's, it's my home and I love it and I'll always take care of it. All right. And, and we get, we need to send out a, 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 an apology to Danny Lorton there. So, um, this question's a little separate from the show me 100, but one funny thing I hear all the time, and I know you get this too, Dan and Danny Lorton probably gets it now is man. It must be easy to run Lucas Oil Speedway, right? You know, they have so many resources. It just must be easy to run that place. I, I kind of laugh at that because, I would imagine, despite the resources, that there's an entirely different set of challenges that comes along with running an event like this at a facility like that, the expectations that come along with it. Yes, Lucas Oil has resources, but Lucas Oil Speedway doesn't just run itself, does it, Dan? Right. You know, at the end of the day, people still have to, you know, perform and do what they're expected to do. And uh, the, the the expectations are fairly unrealistic at Wheeling from the moment you drive in, whether it be how it looks or how many trash cans we have or you know how the track prep is it's like no matter how many great races we have they'll go back to something that happened in 2007 you know or <laughs> it just seems like it's always like that but you know when you start having to take care of things like the 21 suites and a go-kart track and you know the, as many campers as we have and stuff it just it takes a lot of people and a lot of resources and we don't have a lot to draw from we're in a town of 300 and a very small county so to all of a sudden pull in 100 or 120 people on a race night to work three days on a holiday weekend is very difficult, but we have great people and, and we always get through it. We actually showed Derek had some video cut up of a guy spinning out at the go-kart track right when you were talking about the <laughs> go-kart track, Dan. So that actually was a perfect timing there. Perfect. We, we show some of the old Wheatland video here too before the wall was all the way around in three and four there. You know, who this is this question I might make you think a little bit about. Who are two or three drivers maybe even more or one in your head that have never competed at Lucas Oil Speedway that you'd like to see end up there eventually? Because there are some guys that haven't made it. Do you have somebody in your head that, you know, he's never come. I'd really like him to come. Wow. I, that does, that threw me off guard. I, <laughs> I, I can't think off the top. I can't think off the top of my head, really, honestly, who hasn't been there. Um, you know, we thankfully with the schedules that uh, we have nowadays with our, you know, counterparts of World of Outlaws, we've been able to work together on scheduling. And so we get most of the top guys there, just like they get at some of their events. So now I guess I can't list one right off the top of my head, Michael. I'd have to think about it. Derek, is there who are we missing here, right? I know because like Sheppy and the Outlaw guys yeah. will be there. Are there any of those back in the old West Plains days, you know, like with Bart Hartman, Derek, and some of those Eastern guys would come? Is there any of those guys we haven't seen there, Suave, that you I can think I mean, of? Just because there's been, you can't really think of an older guy because I would say that anybody over. 30, 40, like majority of national guys have been at the Wheeland for the Show Me 100 of the Diamond Nationals. Yeah. Yeah. Or used to run, Lucas. Uh, let's see here. Max Blair. Yeah, Matt, like a guy oh, like Max go. would He's be a good there. one, right? Or some of those Georgia guys. This is a, Brandon Overton's run there, hasn't he? I don't know. Has Overton been to Wheatland? I mean, if not, let's get his ass there. I don't know either. I do know Bart Hartman had been there early on before it was a show me, but I don't sure. know if Brandon's been there or not. I don't recall. That might be the guy. And right now everyone's thinking, guys, Overton's been there. Maybe they – I don't know, though. I can't recall seeing him there. 
So that would get, can we get? I would it? definitely like to see the Carpenters there. So there Ooh. we go. That would be wild. That's a twenty-eight good one. car. I don't know. That one I think could put on the show at Wheatland. That now see Dan, we just needed to give you a little time, and you came up with the perfect answer. Actually, <laughs> yeah, so, I did. I had to think for a minute. You know, the Show Me One Hundred last few things, Dan, is obviously a big race. It kicks off the Crown Jewel season. It's the first Crown Jewel of the year. But there are there any bigger plans? Not only for this race. Um, you know, you see other events raising their purses and making their events bigger. And I know you guys always have a lot planned there. But are there any bigger plans for the Show Me? And are there any? You got the nicest facility in the country. Other mega events. Have you guys talked about those two things? And can you key us in on maybe the future of a few of those things? Well, yeah, we we talk about it a lot. Uh, we talk about some season-ending things, but our schedule is just so full, and we try to accommodate so many different groups. For instance, you know, our Jesse Hawkins Memorial Sprint Car Race. We have 150 sprint cars. Yeah. Come, uh, you know, on that September weekend and. We have the USRA Nationals this year now in October. We're going to have five or 600 cars there to run with the IMCA Nationals. There's just only so many weekends to go around and trying to fit in drag boats and off-road and everything. Um, I would like to do something with the Diamond Nationals weekend to get a little better. And I would like to do a, a season-ending thing if we can find the right combination of that. But uh, that's kind of you know our limitations right now is just, frankly, scheduling. My personal prerogative is the Dirt Track World Championship stands on its own as a big event. I have always kind of thought that the Lucas Oil Season Suave could end at Lucas Oil Speedway well, I mean, with a big, perfect spot, time, yeah. big time event. Dan, you've, you you do not have to give us any hints, Dan, but you guys have kicked that idea around a little bit, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've I, had quite a few discussions about it yet, and it's actively on the table, you know, as we speak. But, you know, we don't want to take anything away from – the things that we have going with sure. our Dirt Track World Championship in Knoxville and some of those things. We're not trying to overshadow anybody, but we do always look at, you know, just opportunities if they present themselves in the, in the right manner. The 29th annual Show Me 100 starts tomorrow at the glistening Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri, capped off by the $30,000 to win extravaganza Saturday night. Dan, can you, uh, before I let you go, you said you got a big opening ceremonies planned or, or pre-race ceremonies planned for Saturday. Can you give us any hints? I'm a little excited now to see what this could be. Can you give us a few tips and hints of what it might be? You'll have to watch live on Mav TV. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's a true salesman right there. Uh, Dan, as well as in person. Uh, the show in person will be just as good, but it's it's geared, you know, we want to make the impact on our television broadcast as well. So, Understood. Dan, good luck this weekend. It's just phenomenal to have the show me back on its rightful place on the calendar. Good luck this weekend, okay? Thank you. Thank you for all you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Another quick set of commercial breaks, and uh, we'll be back for a few Show Me 100 notes that Kovac will have and a few other things for Memorial Day after this. Are you looking for the best race shirts on the planet? Impact Race Gear has you covered. 
with first-class artwork and state-of-the-art screen printing equipment. We service the entire racing industry from dirt late models, sprint cars, modifieds, to asphalt and drag racing. For shirts your fans and sponsors will love and deserve, be sure to call on Impact Race Gear for your next project. Visit our website at impactracegear.com or call 1-877-743-8337. We make it easy to get the best race shirts on the planet. Gear up to win with Buzzy Racing. With over 40 years of experience in motorsports and countless victories, Buzzy Racing provides teams with superior drivetrain sales and service. Whether you need assistance with transmissions, gears, axles, brakes, steering, drive shafts, or differentials, we have you covered. Family owned and operated, Buzzy Racing is dedicated to our customers on track success. What are you waiting for? Visit us at buzzyracing.com to learn more. This, uh, I was going to say it, the large, the 1993 large Derek t-shirt is not exactly the 2000. Well, yeah, because people are getting 21 bigger. large, right? Right. It's, yeah, if you know something at the point, right? I think I'm getting bigger and people are getting no, bigger. No, I'm saying overall the terms of the population, so larges are bigger now. Just like, <laughs> just like 34 waist or 36 waist like 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm a 34 waist, but recently um, I've not eaten, eaten so well. And my 34 waist, I'm struggling to. Um, oh, boy. The 34 waist. You know, the summer of rigs, right? Derek's seen me at the dream. You know, if we have another rain delay at Eldora, I might not fit into a 38 We better waist. not have one there this year. <laughs> Too many racing. Too much racing. Uh, we're going to wrap up this video cast. You know, Todd Turner makes no bones about it ever. The show me has always been one of his favorite events. I had him put just some interesting show me facts and figures and notes together. And these just came off the top of Todd's head. That's how much he loves this event. Uh, DMAC, let's take a look at these real quick. Like I said, uh, you know, race returns to its Memorial Day weekend for the first time since 2018. How about this? Earl Pearson Jr. has the longest streak of consecutive race starts all the way back to 2007. Of course, a lot of provisionals there. EPJ. But, uh, and I don't mean he has, has to take provisionals. He's always guaranteed in the race with the Lucas provisional. Uh, Lee Greenwood, Derek, singing the national anthem and God bless USA this year. We had a super Superstar there. I mean, let's get this place rocking before the race Saturday night. Come on now. Peyton Looney's two starts have been first, 2020 and last, 2017. So if you're not first, you're last. If you're not first, you're last is literally true with Peyton Looney. Uh, Tennessee drivers have won the show me a state leading 12 times, Derek. Not exactly a backyard area for West Plains well, or Wheatland. One Missouri. guy has six of them. I think Owens has four, yeah. three or four. So, so. I like that I just keep throwing these facts out there, and you're like, yeah, but this, and you're right every single time. Uh, Bloomquist is a race winningest driver, six. He uh, missed his streak 26 in a row, Derek. Think about that. In your life, do you think you will do anything 26 years in a row? Oh, 20. Uh, Eldora. Okay. I can't say the one. <laughs> I mean, Kovac knows what I'm thinking. Listen, yeah. I think I'm, I'm imagining. Um, DMAC, let's be I, honest here. We yeah. know our boy. There's what been a dry th spell in there, I think, oh, where he's yeah. not going to hit 26 uh, I mean, in a row. What do you guys think I'm talking about? I'm talking about eating pizza. Oh, yeah. eating pizza. Right. Gosh. Okay. How about something of consequence like that 26 in a row? Scott, that's a lot of effort for him, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we hit rock bottom. The Midwest Sheet Metal Challenge pays $2,500 to the winner. Uh, or starting spot in the, the last starting spot in the A main. And uh, West Plains held 17. Wheatland already at 10, Derek. So before you know it, Wheatland will have caught up to Yeah, West it's just Plains. like with uh, the Dirt Late Model Dream that Tony's closing in on Earl for that because when he bought it. So yeah. eventually they'll get both surpassed.
there's wild, and we don't ever need to talk about that with Derek ever again. Those what we were discussing. <laughs> I mean, you guys are there. the one with the sick mind. Let's get on to the <laughs> Kevin Kovac memorial note section. We dabbled on this subject. I'm just going to kick. You guys care if I just kind of kick back for the rest of this? Yeah, just look like Derek a few weeks ago. Yeah, Derek a few weeks ago was literally down here. I'm a little worn out. You know, we did a live show last night. So I'm a little worn out. We're doing this today. So I'm going to kick back. Tyler Erb. This is really, this is a classic uh, turbo moment. This is the best turbo moment. And I want Kovac. Kovac, go ahead and jump in with this here. Because I'm going to have my notes, but I want to hear you talk too. Tyler Erb wins an IMCA late model race at East Moline on Sunday night. Then after the race, he gets disqualified. Why? Because he doesn't have an IMCA license. He wins the race, immediately gets disqualified. Guys, that makes no sense. Who the hell let him run the race if he didn't have an IMCA license? Have you talked to him about this? I have not. You're the one that brought it up to me because I saw on Facebook he won in that 99 car, but... Guaranteed Jimmy McGill from Dirt Car would not let that happen in a summer national. I thought race, I saw so. on Slack, Todd said uh, that uh, he got DQ'd for deck height. <laughs> it wasn't the... The IMCA license thing? Yeah. That's not what it was? But didn't you see it was circulating? It was the IMCA right. license. So do we not know? Kovac, do you know the answer to this? I don't have exactly... The, I mean, yeah, that's another questionable thing. I'm not sure which one it is. It's been, like, it's been said both ways. You know, I, I'm not sure which one it is. He definitely didn't have a license, but you would think that's kind of crazy. I mean, every I mean, I've been on NASCAR tracks, and if you don't have a license, you got to get one right when you get there. You know what I mean? And and um and UMP, if you don't have a license, you can still win the race. You just don't get points. You know, so that was kind of I don't know, that was it was a strange deal, that's but for sure. Only Turbo, right? Like, oh, this would only happen to Turbo. Yeah, he found a ride in between while he was waiting to go down to the show me after Saturday's rain out at thirty four. Yeah, I just finished my co-host. That's all I got to <laughs> yeah, say. I just found it here. Uh, Patrick posted it, and that's interesting. Todd says the disqualification was for illegal deck height, not the failure to have an IMCA license. Okay. So I, I take back what I said, Turbo. I apologize. So that um, wasn't his fault. It wasn't his car. Yeah, so, that's right. true. It was the Doug Curless car, I believe. Look at that. Just because yeah. it's tur- – we give Turbo a black guy, and he's actually innocent. Unreal. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, but you still – that cost you a victory there, it D-Mac, did, on your hate wins to draft, see it. right? Uh, my, other, my other note before we get to Kevin, Jason Faker has built his first ground-up chassis, a local crate racer here around Illinois from Morton. Uh, is it Zachary – how do you say it? Is it Zachary Cool? Kuhel, Zul, excuse me. Do you know how to say it, Kovac? I would say Zachary Kuhl, K-U-H-E-L. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, but he's from. Oh, this is a, that's a Midwest guy, so you guys should know for sure. Yeah, the Midwest crate scene is not exactly, I'm not that up on it. I'm going to go with Cool or Kuhel. Zachary is driving one of the Jason Fager chassis from the ground up. So yet another dirt late model driver uh, building uh, chassis from the ground up. Kovac, what notes do you got? Probably none. I want to start off here. Uh, I think we'll be from Port Royal when I went to the World of Outlaws races this past weekend. And uh, just kind of walking through the pits, and I come across everyone's favorite uh, crew guy, uh, Joel Rogers of the Rocket Chassis House Car team. And, and I had heard that uh, he had gotten in behind the wheel of a Boom Briggs' dirt late model back at uh, uh, Davenport Speedway when, after the Mississippi, between them, I think it was between Boone and Mississippi Thunder a few weeks ago. Uh, they went and tested at, at Davenport, and so Joel got some laps in the car, and, and I just wondered if, like, maybe he might become, like, a backup plan, you know, for the Rocket Chassis House car uh, as a driver, you know, if they ever need a sub for Brandon Shepard or anything. And he says, no, that's not going to happen, but he says that he did, uh, he did impress Boom with his speed, though. I mean, he was, he was pretty good. He's, he's driven some a little bit with a modified before around home in West Virginia. He has but, a win in the modified. Um, I, 
Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was pretty cool that Joel got to take some laps in a late model. Uh, and also at uh, at Fort Royal was uh, uh, Jim Bernheisel was racing. Uh, he's now kind of the, the flagship driver now for the Bernheisel race cars because his son Brian, remember back at the end of March, he uh, uh, broke some uh, fractured some bones in his back in a wild flip out out of the ballpark at Williams Grove Speedway, and so he's still on his on the way back, but. Uh, Brian is coming back. He wasn't at the racetrack this weekend. Uh, he was at Sealands Grove for a race the previous week, and, and now he just has to wear his neck brace, uh, like according to Jim and uh, and uh, Brian's other brother Brandon. Uh, he's uh, he's on the road to recovery, and he looks like uh, he might be. The doctors might say he should be good to go by the end of July. That doesn't mean he's going to be right, jumping right back in a race car at the end of July. Uh, he might take some you know testing time and get make sure he's back in shape and all, but. Uh, that, that's good news to hear for Brian Bernheisel that he is going to be back in the, uh, hopefully in a race car before the end of the year. A uh, couple other things at Port Royal. Uh, I guess you could see a Ricky Weiss. He had a new crew guy uh, for the weekend. It was Cody Mallory, and that's his Cody Mallory's latest uh, stop. I mean, let, he won't, let's let's not say he's going to be there for the rest of the year. You know, Cody has been jumping around. It's hard to keep track of Cody these days, uh, <laughs> what team he's with. But he was with uh, Ricky Weiss, and you know he has a. He's helped. He's um, you know known Weiss before, like when Weiss was with the the Bloomquist chassis and stuff. So uh, that's not a surprise, I guess, that they would be hooking up. Uh, so we'll see how long that lasts. And 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 one last thing from Port Royal, I was in the infield just watching uh, you know guys during heat races and during the feature, and all the guy all the teams they come in with their four wheelers and all they park on the on the inside of the racetrack to signal their drivers. And and I look up and I see uh, one crew guy with like the longest signal sticks i've ever, i mean these <laughs> things were like they were I, ended, I found out they were five feet long you know you know colored you know fluorescent colored and they could i, I thought that they could probably go out to the racetrack and, and maybe touch the cars <laughs> that's how long these things were and i ended it, it ended up being uh ryan gustin's crew uh they ryan gustin said he couldn't he had trouble seeing picking out which which uh signal sticks were his guys with so many in the pits and he went to Menards and got some giant ones. And he also, uh, he said that he got them because he wanted his crew to have tired arms like he does at the end of the race. Because, man, these things, you can't handle it with one hand, these, these signals. You got to, I mean, it's like you got to get like a good grip on them. And it was, I'm like, what is going on with these? And, and just a side note there. Uh, back at I-80 last year, they did have these signal sticks for the, the I-80 Nationals in September. Apparently, Steve Francis in the Lucas Oil Series took them away from the crew because they were too long for Lucas Oil rules. So, but uh, so far, they're good for the world of outlaws, but they were too big for the Lucas Oil uh, signal stick. Well, they're going to, you know, if Kenny Kennedy and, um, and, and Schumann are going to work with Schwally and Francis, they're going to have to get the signal stick length the format. That's huge. So they're the going to have to get Big it. time. <laughs> if we don't have, have to work on that, If exactly. we can't come together on that, what can we come together on? Kevin, is that it? Those were good notes from Port Royal. Yeah, that's what we got from Poor Roll for you. All right, good luck this weekend, buddy. We love you. Love you. Okay, Bye, we'll see you. Bye. <laughs> Derek, I don't know if you have the list in front of you, but a couple things I wanted to hit on before we go. On demand this weekend. What all are we going to have on demand at dirtondirt.com? All the highlights. What are we going to have this weekend? Because it's we, a plethora, a boatload, a shitload, of, of shit ton. <laughs> we'll have the 29th annual Show Me 100 at Wheatland. Yep. We have Ulms, ULMS at Freedom Park and... Erie Speedway. Okay. Kyle Windsor will be on the duty for that one. Okay. We have Mars at Fayette County in Spoon River, one of my favorite tracks. 
in Illinois. We got Clash Race at Lakeview Motor Speedway and Spring National Ultimate right? at Cherokee Speedway, but Spring Nationals will be on demand yeah. as well. All the live shows that we have on Flow will be yeah. On demand, but those are just the one on my on demand schedule. I don't have the so the live stuff will have all the spring nationals will have highlights of the Atomic. Jim Dunn Memorial will have highlights of Atomic also will have highlights of. So the point is all Lots. from now all through the weekend. Tune into DirtOnDirt.com. We'll have a ton of stuff. Don't forget one week from tonight we will have Florence live Flow Racing Night in America, Ooh. our final race before the summer break when we return after the World One Hundred in September at Fairbury. Uh, Florence Speedway, June 2nd, Derek. That's going to be a lot of fun Wednesday night. Florence is just one of those tracks. You never know what the hell's going to happen at that Never place. know what's going to happen. Never know who's going to show up, beating the boards down. Rice brother, yes. one of the Rice brothers, put on a show and won the last race there. So Josh. maybe he's going to try to defend his uh, big victory in Lucas Oil with Josh Rice. Lucas Bye-bye. Oil is off next weekend, the weekend sandwiched between the show me and the dream. But uh, the Outlaws have a couple races in Indiana at Circle City, which looked like a cool little racetrack. The All-Stars were there last week and Plymouth. But uh, we have a big race live on Flow as well. It is the historic 100 at West Virginia Motor Speedway. 20, look at the crowd. There might be 2 million people <laughs> for this race. Look at the crowd there. on the hillside at West Virginia. That looks, Cody Watson awesome. continues to just say, hey, I'm making this happen at West Virginia Motor Speedway, so get on board, and everybody should. $25,000 to win next Saturday night. I think, Derek, 10000 to win Friday, I think, right? Is it ten Friday and 25000 Be interesting to see what teams go out there on the big, big track before yep. four days of racing Eldora, that uh, extra day at Eldora might. Have yeah. some people stay back, but nonetheless, yeah, Bloomer, in the gang. Bloom, Bloomer's going, I know, yeah, but and I think JD's going. Regardless, well. they're going to have a huge crowd. They'll have a great race yeah. like the last time. So. so don't forget that race. And uh, and one more time as we as we play ourselves out here, double dreams. Don't forget two Dirt Late Model Dreams coming up June 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, Wednesday through Saturday. Our entire team and infrastructure will be at Eldora to bring you all four nights live. Derek will have all will the Will this be record highlights. dream crowd? Record dream crowd. Will it rival any World 100s recently? Nah, not that big. And this 50th World 100 crowd in September, just buckle up because that's going to be. Yeah, they said you have to sit outside the track because there's not (laughs) enough room. I have to sit outside the track? Well, yeah. I actually am sitting outside the track for a pre-race show. Yeah, so uh, we'll keep you over there. Thanks to DMAC, Dustin McCarty, Derek Kessinger. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend, guys. It's the best motorsports weekend of the entire year. And, And DMAC, play that dream Double dream video for me on the way out here. Can you do it? We'll Give do. it to me. Guys, you thank can. you so much. Uh, enjoy the video cast, and uh, we appreciate it, and we will see you guys uh, on the other side of Memorial Day.